0: You're watching Profile, success stories of ordinary people, just like you and me. Thank you for watching. Our next guest is an advocate in real estate. She has been recognized within the top 10% of agents in Greater Vancouver. She's here to share her inspiring journey to how she got there. Please help me welcome Sarah Giloli. Sarah. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to have you. Now I know you have uh, a wonderful story that goes all the way back to you know childhood days. That's right. And I want you to share with us your story because we want to inspire people. Let's go as far back as we can go.
1: For sure. So I was born in uh, former Yugoslavia and now it's Croatia. Okay. My father's actually from the northern part of Africa, called Libya. Okay. So uh, the dynamic was very, very different than most families. Um, You know, we didn't have very many immigrants to Croatia at that point. Mm -hmm. So for my mother to have chosen a man that was very different culturally, was a pretty significant thing. Um, And not not everybody agreed. My parents really tried to work on the relationship and um, they were together for a long time. Mm -hmm. And about 10 years into it, they they have to call it quits and at that time I was 10 years old and okay. um, I was very very happy about the the split unlike <laughs> I think some some kids I knew that there was tension and they couldn't go on. Mm-hmm. They actually became much better friends afterwards. Before they separated mm-hmm. we, we immigrated over to Canada and uh, we lived in Windsor, Ontario for a few years then we okay. moved here to to okay. BC. And my parents always struggled, they always, they're always they both very smart, mm-hmm. um, and they're both very capable, but mm-hmm. coming in as immigrants, mm-hmm. you're handed a different hand, you know, your education might not be seen as valid mm-hmm. from the government, mm-hmm. there's a lot of challenges with language barriers mm-hmm. culturally, mm-hmm. so we had quite a bit of challenges growing up, we moved a lot, mm-hmm. um, and not always for the better once they split up my mother um, and about a year after that uh, met my stepfather mm-hmm. whose name is Dan he's Canadian mm-hmm. and he was actually in real estate mm-hmm. and my dad remarried uh, a Libyan woman and I just saw how different their lives were when they did this. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother always said to me after that she said we're never going to move somewhere worse we're always going to move for the better right. and um, that really kind of Still to this day, whenever I move, I'm always thinking we have to move for the better. We're yes. not going to move into something worse. We have to move, even if it's like this much up, Yes, that's what we do.
0: What was it like in Croatia?
1: Yeah, you know, I have very little memories of Croatia at that time. I just remember always growing up in a family home mm-hmm. with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. That family home is still around. and I always refer to it as my home. And my mom always says, well, you know, we'll sell the family home and I just I can't even though like I don't know what I would ever do with it Mm -hmm. I would never be able to let go of that home my grandparents and my you know my family there it's Mm. it's a small community um, you know it's a small little village and most of my cousins still live around there and they've raised their families there so I've taken my daughter there Um, she's been there now three times we go Wonderful. swimming, she meets everybody, and, yes. and she's starting to learn Croatian as well, which is really important
0: to me nice. yes. Okay. Yes. have you ever spent any time in Africa? I
1: spent a little bit of time in Libya, so yeah. um I have been there in two thousand and ten was the most memorable time mm-hmm. um i I spent over a month there with my with my family yeah. and we're barber people, mm-hmm. so we were um more from the desert and so my family had you know a cave where my Mm. grandfather used to live
0: Right. (laughs)
1: and um, i asked my aunts and uncles if i could go camping so there was about i think 17 cousins and aunts all went camping for just specifically for me because Mm. they said well this is something you wanted to experience and i just wanted to see how it was to live in the desert for a few nights so nice, we did nice. that and it was it was pretty amazing and mm-hmm. the history the challenges the history um, of the people there has been incredible it is a thriving place mm-hmm. you know if you say that they're missing something I I wouldn't say that but That's it's it. just it's just different from what we're used to so mm-hmm. um, going there and just seeing the life there mm-hmm. was definitely eye-opening but uh, I felt that you know, with my aunts and uncles, they're a very strong Mm -hmm. bunch of people and they're together. Mm -hmm. So um, I think they were able to accomplish things that maybe others aren't able to. Um, And for them, it was always very, very important to be educated. Mm -hmm. So they're all educated.
0: Growing up in Canada, you're learning the culture. What was the plan? What were you thinking of doing, becoming? What so else? when
1: I was younger, all I wanted, I mean, I still do, <laughs> is okay. I just wanted friends. For me, the biggest, biggest motivation in my life was to be social, mm-hmm. to be with people. So when I was younger, I always just, even learning English, my both my parents didn't speak English. I mean, you know, I learned through television and through friends. And my right. mom said, you picked up English really quickly because it was so motivated Mm -hmm. to make friends (laughs) right um and you know as i kind of grew older i've always been really really social and always wanted to be a part of the community Mm -hmm. and maybe it's because i left my own community that i wanted you know the feeling of belonging and then i met uh, a wonderful young man by the name of michael cachoni and he actually um, was a cancer survivor and Mm -hmm. he created his own foundation. And now we were really young, this was actually middle school, and he was able to organize all his friends and the community to help support childhood cancer research. Mm -hmm. And I found that just so inspiring at such a young age. Yes. Unfortunately, he is no longer with us. Um, He passed away, but his legacy lives on Mm -hmm. so much. So even yes. in high school, I was always, um, you know, a part of whether it was like cancer research club or playing baseball with children with me. So I would do like car washes. Mm-hmm. I would organize all these things just to, you know, send the money mm-hmm. because every time I felt that I gave back, mm-hmm. I felt a return. Of something greater. I had my own charity for a while as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, so it was um, demining, so landmines mm-hmm. in Croatia, which are still left from the war.
0: Oh, yeah, there's yeah. about two
1: million left in Croatia. Mm. Most people don't know because a lot of uh, Croatians don't, or the Croatian government doesn't want to scare the tourists away.
0: Yes, because
1: they're not usually in tourist areas, mm-hmm. so you know it's not something talked about, but um, we have. Generated some funds and some momentum towards that.
0: Mm-hmm. What did you study in school, by the way? You yeah. said you went to university. Yes,
1: yeah, so I went to the University of British Columbia and mm. I studied political science okay. with a minor in okay. international relations. Mm. So I was, you know, in that mm. trajectory to go into politics, to go into mm. you know international affairs. Um, and I loved it and I don't regret a minute of it because even to this day Mm -hmm. it just helps you Mm think differently Mm -hmm. and question things differently Mm -hmm. and you know I joined sororities I joined Mm -hmm. the International Relations Students Association Um, I worked so tirelessly with all these different issues Mm -hmm. Um, I was offered a job at the United Nations an internship sorry at the United Nations Mm -hmm. um, with a women's organization the International Federation of University Women so I went to work with uh, women's rights issues at the General Assembly in Geneva Mm -hmm. and again it was an incredible experience. I worked with the International Peace Bureau Mm -hmm. and I got to go to Oslo in Norway and sign the treaty to ban cluster bombs, which are little bomblets in a big bomb that kind of act like landmines. Ah. So it was a pretty amazing experience and I got to meet all these wonderful people and just see how interconnected we actually all are. Mm -hmm. And you just see how small the world actually is and how all of us can and do affect one another. Mm Um, I came home and I was kind of at a loss for things to do. And my stepfather, I remember, sat down with me and said, Sarah, he's like, I know you want to make a difference in people's lives. And I said, I, I do. He's like, Well, what about real estate? Why don't you work with me and see how much of a difference you can make? And why don't you tailor your business so that you make that difference in people's lives? And I said, Okay.
0: So. You were excited about it?
1: <laughs> well, I was not wasn't, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was skeptical and mm-hmm. when I first started, um, I worked as an assistant mm-hmm. and I did a lot of that I did a few things before I settled. I think I was pretty young mm-hmm. and I didn't want such a serious job because this is a very serious job.
0: Because you work for yourself essentially.
1: Yes, I've always worked for myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be just a numbers person. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's great to be in the top 10%. Yes, mm-hmm. it's great to be in the top 1%. Mm-hmm. But what does that actually mean in translation? For me it was really always have been really important that I have a like, Great impact you know whether it's helping that family move from a different city to to Vancouver in a Mm -hmm. quick timeline where Mm -hmm. you know they feel comfortable and they're so happy now Mm -hmm. or where it's you know having that single girl that's renting for 10 years but now she's ready to buy Mm -hmm. whatever that that looks like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I want to be there and I want to make sure that that person's not scared I want you to feel comfortable because it is a big it's one of the biggest things that most people will be investing in.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And that is a scary emotional time. It's so important to have somebody that you can just trust. That you don't feel like, oh, they're just trying to sell me something mm-hmm. for the sake of selling me
0: something, mm-hmm. right? Listening to you up to now I see I, I hear passion in your in your voice. Uh, from whatever you're doing, you know. You know, humanitarian work, real estate work. Mm-hmm. It's all passion because you're thinking about the next person. And I re- realize that others have seen that in you too. As a result, you have been awarded you know, within the top 10% of agents in Greater Vancouver. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Thank you. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> what does it take to get such an award? Ooh,
1: well, a lot of hard work. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> a lot of hard work and believing in yourself, honestly. Mm-hmm. So. You know you you not only have to work super hard have people behind you that support you Um, you know my husband my daughter she's little but she's still a big support like Mm -hmm. when I say to her I need to go show houses mommy Mm -hmm. needs to go go here she will she will go sometimes she'll complain Mm -hmm. Um, but the other day it was really cute she goes to me Okay, she's like, I am your assistant. So the clients came in, and she goes, I would like to show you this. And mm. she brought my clients over and showed them the deck <laughs> was, nice. because she just knows that's you know this is what mommy does, mm-hmm. and this, we support mommy. And you know, my husband supports me all the time. To mm. you know, we work quite closely together. Um, so having a really good support network, uh, especially as a working mom, mm. I think is is amazing.
0: But being where you are, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a lot of challenges along the way. You know? for sure. Yes. for sure. What are some of the, some of the challenges you have overcome?
1: When I was in, in school and
0: mm-hmm.
1: studying a part of the UN as well, mm-hmm. I found it challenging just to be a female that wanted to do a lot, that didn't want to just have I love kids and I always wanted kids, but I didn't always just want that. People judge you based on how you look all the time. So, I mean, I have a business card from four years ago, a picture. Yes, I look pretty in the business card. However, people will like be like, oh, you look a lot older. And you are like, why do you care what I look like in my business? I, I, was, a, I was really not wanting one, a picture anyways. It I'm 100% a feminist. <laughs> and when you tell me you're not a feminist, I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> um, I think everybody should be a feminist. For a lot of people... Um, feminism is you know empowering women only but no I find it it's empowering both Mm -hmm. all genders whether female male or anything Mm -hmm. right I think it's really really important that Mm -hmm. we as a society realize that we have this untapped potential Mm -hmm. called a female (laughs) and using them has been proven over and over and over again yeah. that societies will grow and flourish with females edu- educated females working they will you know go from struggling families yeah. to thriving families
0: well said you have a family mm-hmm. you you run a small business you're right. you know self employed you have a family have a daughter husband mm-hmm. <laughs> it's supposed to be challenging right? You're suppo- do you feel like you need like 60 hours in a day? How do you find balance? <laughs> I'm
1: finding I had to grow my business which is always scary when yes. you have to hire people mm-hmm. maybe delegate some tasks mm-hmm. um, fortunately for myself I have found a great hire so oh. that was the biggest step for me mm-hmm. and I always thought By hiring someone I would put my whole family at risk because I'm no longer maybe providing them Mm -hmm. with financial means because now I have to give it to somebody else and that was really scary for me to do Mm -hmm. until I realized well no my family not only needs financially me to be there but they also need me to be there. Sundays I try to finish by around 2 or 3 o'clock so then I can go and have a bike ride with my family or Mm -hmm. you know cook a meal together I don't cook, that's a lie, <laughs> but you know, we do it together and then it seems okay, <laughs> but
0: Team effort. That, right? teamwork, <laughs> teamwork, yeah,
1: but together we're going to order the pizza, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but you know, even with my daughter, I'll, I'll pick her up. I I pick her up from school, we'll go to the park, then sometimes she has activities after, mm-hmm. but I always want to make sure that you know we're engaging, we're having fun. Um, and right now we have a pretty long commute, but me and my daughter sit in the car and we get to chat.
0: Yes. And
1: it is it it's been a connecting point because in the mornings normally I'm just trying to get her ready as quickly mm-hmm. as possible and get her out the door and make sure you know she has lunch and she mm-hmm. has everything ready.
0: Are you where you'd like to be in life?
1: Great question. Mm. Um, no, (laughs) no, No, I never feel accomplished and I'm not one of, I don't know if I ever will be. And that's my honest, Mm -hmm. honest answer. Mm -hmm. I have a goal and I'll get that goal. And then I'll say to myself, I'll celebrate it. I'll really try to celebrate it, Mm -hmm. but I'll say, Oh, I didn't do enough. I have to, I have to try harder. If you ask my husband, it's very annoying, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just something that how I'm built. I, you know, I could, I could could have stayed in my industry head down kept mm-hmm. going but I'm like no no I need to do more I need to involve the community no I need to you know uh, fundraise for this no I need to you know I feel really accomplished mm-hmm. not by a title that somebody has given me to mm-hmm. be honest but just by the response I get from people and that's my biggest takeaway
0: so what's next for you what what does the next say, 10 years 5 10 years look
1: for you um, I've always wanted to open up my own office so um, whether I would stay with Remax or mm-hmm. you know move on so right now I'm at Remax all points which mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. um, but I would love to you know have my own office and have people working with me
0: mm-hmm. that
1: I can mentor and that can also grow in the industry and become the agents that you want to work with yes. I'm a team leader yeah yes. <laughs> I find it some um, I find it great when people have the capacity to to grow by themselves. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also pretty creative and I love design. I love to go into a really old house. <laughs> this is like my favorite thing. And my mom and my stepfather did this too. They mm-hmm. went into old homes and they would renovate them and make them look spectacular and mm-hmm. so I just I love that process too you know you get to you get to express yourself a little bit more creatively Mm -hmm. Um, of course just having you know a nice home for my my child to Mm -hmm. always grow up in and not move so much Mm -hmm. so that's a that's a really important thing for me Um, and take more vacations and see see our family our family unfortunately or fortunately is all around the world so uh, for us to to see them we have to you know, we have to take two weeks or three weeks to go and see them, and I want to be able to do that a little bit more. My goal is to, you know, build something more than just me, so I have people surrounding me that can also carry that torch.
0: We need more people like you, we we do, Mm -hmm. we need, because a lot of people, they need help, they are struggling, especially in this time when they are being bombarded by information from all sources. They are being yeah. pressured. You know, you talk about it a little, about let's I'm talking about say social media now. You know, right. you have to have a certain image right. and all of that. They are being challenged. Do you exp- do you deal with people, young people who are being going through these challenges, they are trying to find themselves, they are trying to find their identity to survive in this world today. You know, what's your message for them?
1: Really, I think because we have constantly been told this is how how we have to look, this is how we have to act, Mm -hmm. Um, I think we really sometimes need to reset that and To step back and be like okay who who am I and why am I doing this yes we all have social media we you know this is part of life now Mm -hmm. but to allow it to dictate how we live I think it becomes a really dangerous thing Um, and I think that when we try to mold into something that we're not that's when people become uncomfortable with with who we're portraying so for all those young people out there just just be you and Mm. we will love you sometimes we're closed books Mm -hmm. and to open that book up completely is really hard for us to do Um, and I'm happy you know to talk about it as much as I can Mm -hmm. but sometimes you're like oh this is uncomfortable because we're so vulnerable
0: and Mm -hmm.
1: being vulnerable in front of others is is definitely
0: hard Um, can I say something on that though yes please I understand the vulnerability, mm-hmm. and sometimes we are thinking, how would people receive my story? That's right. Well, one of the things I've learned, I've realized, is that we are more alike than we are different. Mm-hmm. And what I've found is that our stories, people can relate to it. Yes. At the end of the day, people can relate. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm going through that too. That's you right. Know,
1: I love things like this that you're doing because it's really showing people's experience where, yes. you know, you might think, oh, I know her, mm-hmm. yes. but, uh, but you don't know them. Yeah. And you see, you know, from where people have come and mm-hmm. how hard they've had to work to get there.
0: And also your message, they're like, whoa, this is the answer I've been looking for. And that is one of the reasons why I always, I always want people to share their story because yeah. there's someone who's going to say thank you. You have done something on Facebook that caught my attention. Oh. You, you reached out to a community yes. and asked them, hey, I'll support you. Yep. I will promote you. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I do. Yeah. I do.
1: So to me, I was thinking during Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. especially, what can I do? Right? Okay. I'm not black. What can I do for that community? Okay. And I struggled with it. And I thought, you know, growing up in the 90s in Canada, we were always told, you know, um, you don't see color. Mm -hmm. You just kind of, you know, move on, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't see color. You're like, okay, what does that mean? Actually, no, it's important to recognize Mm -hmm. color. I want the black community to be lifted. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to do that. So in my head I was like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And I've been, you know, thinking about this for a while. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I do what I do? I want to promote other people. Why don't I just say I'm promoting black entrepreneurs like yourself? Every time I've done that, I've gone down that more difficult path, which this is not difficult by the way. <laughs> but when you, when you go through those things, you come out of it on the other side better. And if I can promote you, that's amazing. We would have never connected. It's one of those things where you, know, you, you try and mm. you have to see how much what you're doing is actually affecting people, and yeah. if it's not affecting change, you need to look back and say, yeah. okay, how can, I, how can I do more, or how can I help in a different way? That's, yes. that's gonna help.
0: Because at the end of the day, you wanna help people. That's, that's right. A, that's a goal.
1: That's right. And you yeah. wanna
0: make sure people are being helped. What profile aims to do is this. It says, ordinary people inspiring our ordinary people. Because what I found is that ordinary people have, have the answers. I want to create mentors, yes. right? And I realize it's in all of us, it's in mm-hmm. you, right? And that is why I bring you here today to use you to say, let's mentor some people. People need mentorship, but Mm -hmm. they don't know that they need mentorship, and they don't know how to go get it. That's true. Do you feel like
1: with mentorship you have to change?
0: What change do we need to make? Mm -hmm. What change do we need to make, and let's make it.
1: Mm -hmm. You definitely sound like you're taking that difficult road, Mm -hmm. right? To do what the right thing at the end of that road is. I really appreciate it. And thank you again for having me. It's been such a pleasure.
0: Thank you for coming. And thank you for what you're doing. Keep doing it. Thanks. Keep being an advocate. Thank you. You For better. You too. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me, Rob. And I'm sure you will inspire someone today. I hope so. Thank you. And thank you for watching. And I'll see you next time. Bye for now.